Welcome. We are putting out some more chairs. Grab your coffee and your donut and come on up. We'll get worship started. We are too short this morning. Kelly has the flu and Kathy is out of town this morning, so it will be... Uh, it'll just be the guys singing, so bear with us. The Everly Brothers. Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. <laughs> chairs coming out so we're going to move right along and uh, start with a song that I love because it captures all three members of the Trinity and their roles in our life. Well you are beautiful my sweet sweet song. You are beautiful my sweet sweet song. You are beautiful my sweet sweet song. I will sing again You are so good to me You heal my broken heart You are my Father in heaven You are so good to me You heal my broken heart Oh, my sweet, sweet song 
seem to like that one. I like watching y'all sing that one. Give us clean hands. We bow our heart. We bend our knees. Oh, Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our eyes from evil things. Oh, Lord, we down our idols give us clean hands give us pure hearts let us not lift our souls to another give us clean hands give us pure hearts let us not lift our souls to another oh God let us be Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts, let us not lift our souls to another. Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts, let us not lift our souls to another. God, let us be a generation that sees. Your face, oh God of Jacob. God, let us be a generation that sees. Seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. Seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. Seeks your face. this morning there's got to be somebody here you don't know so turn and greet someone near you and children we invite you to come up front at the same time
Good morning. Um, have you ever wondered how God can make you new? God can make you new all over. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart, then he starts changing you. I'm going to demonstrate it this morning with Play-Doh. Okay? What color is this Play-Doh? Blue. And we're going to pretend this Play-Doh is us. Okay? And what color is this? Yellow. This is like God's Holy Spirit. Okay? And when God's Spirit comes down on us, he starts to change us. Okay? See how it's starting to change color just a little bit there. And as God works in our hearts, he continues to change us. We may still have some of our old ways and do our old things, but God works in us all the time. And as he continues to work in us, he starts to make us a new creation. Just like this Play-Doh is becoming green. He makes us a new color, a new creation, like the planet's becoming a new color. So, when you ask Jesus into your heart, he changes you and makes you new, and all your sins are forgiven. So let us pray. Thank you, God, for allowing the Holy Spirit to come on us and making us a new creation. In your name we pray. Amen. You, you can go back and have a seat with your mom and dad now grandparents or whoever you're with. I tell you, if Corey's going to have me hold that microphone, we're going to have to have a big crane installed to get me up off the floor. <clears throat> it's good to see everybody. Uh, glad you're here. Um, if you're visiting with us, we hope that this isn't your last time with us. We hope that you'll come back. This is a, a great church with wonderful things and opportunities for you and your family members. We have activities for all ages, Sunday school at 10 o'clock for all ages. Our 11 o'clock traditional worship is um, at 11 o'clock. Uh, <clears throat> great, yeah, I just, you know, segue there. But anyway, we invite you to hang around for all that too as, and stay for that and uh, enjoy as much as of, of this day as you can. Our, our confirmation classes today at 4.30, our youth Start meeting at 5.30, supper for all youth at 6.30, senior highs take off about then and go upstairs for their hour um, uh, of study. And at the same time, children will be having Bible study uh, in the evenings here. So there's a lot going on in the life of the church. Hope that you'll just come and uh, take part in all that we're doing. We also want to give you an opportunity to share any concerns that need prayer in your life or someone that you know. And our ushers have index cards, and if you will raise your hand, we'll hand you an index card and a pencil if you need it. And I ask you to write something down that you don't mind being repeated, um, and I will share that prayer concern uh, with all of us, and we will join you in praying for those concerns and needs in your life. <clears throat> Easter lilies will be here and also in the traditional worship service on March the 23rd. If you wish to purchase an Easter lily, please fill out the form below and place it in the offering plate along with your check for $8 or bring it to the church office no later than um, February 25th. That's tomorrow, isn't it? So these are available in various places out there if you would like to uh, give an Easter lily. Our uh, visual, uh, visual arts uh, assistant, uh, Scott John, got an email this morning uh, from the hospital, 4.39 a.m., uh, saying that uh, there is a new baby in the church family. Brian and Danielle Carpenter had a beautiful baby girl. Of course, that's the daddy talking. He'd be a little prejudiced. Uh, Madeline Elizabeth uh, checked into life at 7 pounds, 12 ounces, 20.75 inches long, head full of dark, kind of curly hair with brown eyes, Daddy reports. Uh, it says, Mother and Father are resting well. <laughs> After a long day, Danielle ended up having a C-section, and they are at Greenville Memorial Hospital. Keep them in your prayers for a speedy recovery and return home. So we celebrate that wonderful good news and appreciate, Scott, you getting that word to us. Um, 
We also have um, a word this morning on the supper a couple of weeks ago. Um, Kevin is somewhere here. Kevin, there he comes. He wants to make a report to you about the um, dinner we had two weeks ago that was so much fun. Well, it was. Kevin and I are here this morning to thank everyone for all their support at our Cheerful Hearts Midwinter Dinner that was about two weeks ago now. Your support was simply overwhelming. We sold 164 tickets and 147 people attended the dinner. Both the silent auction that was before dinner and the live auction that followed the dinner were a lot of fun and very successful and Kevin's going to give you a report on that in a few minutes. On behalf of our class, I want to thank you for everything thank everyone who bought a ticket, attended the event, added money to our tip jars that were on the table, um, and placed a bid on an auction item. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are so happy to announce today that after uh, the ticket sales, the donations, the tips, and actually the money made after, after the auction, and the money we had to, uh, to pay for the catering, we are proud to present that We'll be donating a Memorial Methodist to the budget, $4,549.97. It, it was an awesome night, and we definitely want to invite everyone else when we have another event like this, any class that has an event, that the church come together and support it, because anything that helps this church is just an awesome thing, and uh, just want to say God is good. Thank you. Speaking of Cheech and Chong, I noticed that there was a comedy act that kind of came about that night, too. And uh, uh, Kevin and the Dumbbells or something, I'm not sure who they'd be calling, but uh, Robbie and uh, Eric and some others were helping you twist arms for the auction. It was a lot of fun. Hmm? The Marx Brothers. There you go. If you're ready with your uh, prayer request uh, lift them up and our ushers will gather them up at this time are there any other announcements that we need to share anything else happening do what the children are moving Saturday that's right Starting next week, the plan is that all the children will be in this building, thank you, for Sunday school. And so there's no longer this need to say, well now, what age are they? Some are over there. We're going to have all the children in this one building. Uh, also helps us uh, offer handicapped accessibility to children in that, with, with that special need because of the elevator. So I'm just real pleased that that's worked out and uh, Lee has worked diligently um, on getting that to happen, so we appreciate her hard work. Got them all? Let us unite our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day that we are together. We are thankful that you call us to be a family in this place. And you call us to share each other's joys and sorrows. And in some wonderful way that I don't guess we'll ever understand, life is just better this way. It's better because the bumps of life are cushioned by our brothers and sisters. And the joys of life have a way of reaching a new height of joy because we have loved ones to share that joy with. And we thank you for this, and we thank you for drawing to us at this time people that can offer us love and care as well as receive that love and care as they come to be a part of our fellowship. And these are our special prayers during uh, our time together today. We pray for Kyle that God will fill his heart with love and guidance 
for Kelly Watson, who has the flu, for Martha Gibson for recovery, for Jake Ayers, infant son of Jerry and Anita Ayers, who has blood sugar problems, for the family of Tara Tipton Foltz. We remember that Tara joined you in heaven, Lord, this last week on the 14th. We pray for that family. We pray for Brian and Danielle and the baby, for Barry Howell and his battle with cancer, and for our grandmother with heart problems. We give you thanks for the birth of Madeline Elizabeth Carpenter. We give you thanks for a good health report for my mother and continued blessings on more tests next week. We pray for troops in harm's way, their loved ones, their family. We pray for Brian Armstrong to have successful surgery. We pray for your healing grace to be given to Carl Reinick and Mike Berg and for comfort for the family in Greer. Who had a tragedy last night. We give you a prayer of thanksgiving for Ada Morrison, who is now at home recovering from, from surgery. We pray for a mom who is having eye surgery tomorrow. We pray for Alicia Keller and her pregnancy. We pray for church member Bob Woodward, who has the flu. We pray for Michael and Tanya on the loss of their baby. And for God's will or, or for God's guidance for a potential job change. Lord, these are our prayers this day. We give you thanks that you have heard every one of these and you know all the details. We're glad we have one who loves us as a father or a mother loves their children. So we come with you in confidence knowing that you know our needs and hear these prayers. And that when these prayers can be answered in ways that will be beneficial to your children, you move speedily to answer those prayers, and for this we give you our thanks. As we pray the prayer Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. <laughs> Scripture lesson today comes from John chapter 4. Um, it's a little shortened version from what uh, originally was called for. Verses 5 through 26, the whole passage continues on down into the 40s. So Jesus came to a town in Samaria called uh, Sychar or Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father, our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and his flock 
and his herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I see that you're a prophet. I lost my place. Our father worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Oh, that would help, wouldn't it? Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and now is, and now has come, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Wellness from the well. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. And then I heard my Savior speaking, draw from my well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup. Fill it up and make me whole. Those beautiful words were written by United Methodist pastor Richard Blanchard, and those words capture, capture the story of this woman at the well. A chance meeting between this woman and Jesus at high noon is recorded in John 4, and it was an event that led to the conversion of this woman and the entire town for that matter. Whereas Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus taught that a radical shift in our thinking and beliefs, radical as rebirth, is necessary for us to enter into the kingdom of God. This conversation at Jacob's well is important because it tells us what God can do for us in the depths and core of our being. It is also a model of how to engage someone in conversation that has a way of moving from the trivial to the extremely important. Every successful counselor, pastor, and salesman that I've ever known has had the ability to guide conversations in the way that Jesus did that day. It occurred to me uh, a little late this week that what Jesus uses here is what we today call a riddle. Uh, the Bible is full of riddles and, um, you know, we like to say things to each other to, to make us think about things. My favorite riddle of all time is what goes up a chimney down but won't go down a chimney up. What goes up a chimney down but won't go down a chimney up? An umbrella. <laughs> Jesus, oh, I lost you. Look at you. Duh. But Jesus uses a little riddle here about water, and, um, and um, it's very effective. It makes the lady think. The conversation begins when Jesus asks for help. That fact alone is significant. The maker of the oceans asked for a drink of water. The one who had the power to turn stones to bread but refused that temptation once now resists the temptation to make his own water and so he must ask someone for help. One of the great 
mysteries of faith to me is why God needs help and why do we need to pray. If God really knows our needs and our concerns before we ask, and God doesn't need us to ask before he acts, why then do we pray? Why are we asked to be God's partners in prayer? The one who created the world really doesn't need our help in building the kingdom of God here on earth, but that's what he has called us to do as his followers, to invite people into his kingdom. The one who owns, a, owns the cattle on thousands of hills still asks us to give our tithes and offerings. It is a mystery, isn't it? But apparently God has so ordained things that he has limited himself in his world so that he will not act without checking with his earthly partners. What is it that God could do very well all by himself, but he's waiting on you to step up and partner with him? Because he loves us, God has chosen to invite us to share the joy of his work. God could teach all of our children by himself, but he calls us to be teachers. When the woman reacts with disbelief that a, a Jewish male would even speak to a Samaritan female, Jesus responds with his riddle. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, then you'd ask him for a drink of living water. Obviously, Jesus was not talking about the natural thirst that we all have for water. He was talking about a deeper thirst inside of us. But he begins talking about what it is to know that God is a gift giver. Jesus was God's gift to the world. Perhaps even more startling is the idea that God wants to be a giver to our lives. His way of relating to all of his children is by grace. Grace is a free gift. An undeserved gift. It was God's son, the Messiah, who was God's gift to the world, who was here asking for the drink of water. Do you know God to be a gift giver in your lives? Do you realize that he is always looking for ways to pour out his love into your life? To shower upon you his undeserved grace? Even when he has called you to do some task for him, he gives you the ability to do that, that task for him. How would your life be different if you thought of God as the gift giver rather than a law enforcer? If you knew the gift of God and who it is that's asking for this drink, Jesus said, do you know God to be a giver? Jesus talks about a thirst that we can have even after we have had our fill of Gatorade. There is a hunger in the hearts of people even after they've eaten at a southern buffet. That doesn't mean that food and water aren't also important for our continued existence. It just means that food and water will not satisfy that deepest hunger in our hearts and souls. We hunger and thirst for meaning in life. We hunger and thirst for assurance that God loves us and accepts us and forgives us. We hunger to know that there really is a God and that we have a way of knowing that God. We long to know what happens to people when they die and leave us and we ache to know that God has a purpose for life. We're still thirsty. But instead of finding what Jesus was talking about to quench our deepest thirst, we often cram our lives with things that just don't satisfy us. We think we'll be happy when we get enough money, and then we find that our spending needs grow in proportion to our incomes. I don't know why that is. We think that we'll be happy when we find the perfect mate but then again, we find that no human can ever completely satisfy the deepest hunger within us. 
Yes, we think that we're going to be fine, happy when we find the perfect mate, but Penny, my wife, would tell you that she found the perfect guy and still. <clears throat> yeah, you believe that. We try to figure out what's wrong with our parents and hope that that'll help us heal the wounds of our heart, and that can be helpful at times. But working out relationship with our parents doesn't satisfy the deepest thirst that we have in our hearts. Jesus was right. Everyone who drinks the old regular water will still be thirsty. He has something to offer us that will quench our deepest thirsts and hungers. And Jesus speaks about his gift to us becoming like a spring inside of us. You know, springs are marvelous creations in God's nature people dig wells but nobody digs a spring nobody purifies spring water like they have to to purify water over at SJWD spring water is filtered by the earth as it seeps down through the various levels of rock and sand and then this purified water is somehow put under pressure and it creates an exit from that pressure in the earth and that's the spring. It is like a perpetual motion machine. That's a picture of Ripley's Believe It or Not thing, you know, where the water comes from nowhere or it looks like it does. It's kind of hard to see here. Um, but the perpetual motion water, it's, a, it's always on. It's a self-starter. It's a constant source of thirst fulfillment. A spring is an automatic water purification system that always supplies fresh water to us. The spiritual reality that Jesus offers us is like that spring. It perpetually supplies us with God's loving presence and forgiveness and peace. It is a constant source of fulfillment. It takes the sour water that life brings to us from time to time and sweetens it and purifies it by assuring us that God can be at work in all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. His gifts of love answer so many questions about life and about God, giving us strength to live every day. It places us in a loving community, a family where we can love and be loved. It assures us that life goes on even after death. And when anything happens to us in life, whether good or bad, we don't have to go off frantically in search of spiritual resources, not if we've kept ourselves close to that source of the spring that wells up deep within us, we find that, surprise, we were prepared better than we thought we were, come what may. Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Another thing that the woman at the well learned is that she had no need to hide her true self from God. I'm not married, she said in half truth, but Jesus saw right through her. Well, you're telling the truth, Jesus said. You're not married. You have been, and you're currently living with a man that you're not married to, but you've told me the truth. I can see the smile on Jesus' face. God knows all about us, and when we feel like hiding our true selves from God, God says to us, I know all about you, and I understand, and I love you anyway. This woman at the well squirms a bit, having found herself in the presence of someone who can tell her everything she's ever done, but loves her anyway. And so she changes the subject. I go up to that church upon the mountain, Jesus, but you people down in Jerusalem say that there's only one place to really go to church, and that's the temple there in Jerusalem. Well, there's another thing that divides people, just like it did those folks. It's so easy for us to divide ourselves and to start worshiping the place rather than the, than the God who is at the place. Jesus says to her, that's not what true worship's about. It isn't where you are that's important, but it's how you are. 
True worship occurs when God's invisible spiritual reality is recognized and when the worship is honest, true, and heartfelt. That kind of worship can happen anywhere and anytime. The story concludes with this woman learning that Jesus is the Messiah. Feeling loved and redeemed and deeply fulfilled, she ran off to tell everyone in town about Jesus. She invites everyone to return with her to meet Jesus, to see for themselves that he is the Messiah. And that's what is at the heart of spreading this good news about Jesus. We don't have to have convincing arguments. We don't have to be wise. All we have to say is, why don't you come and see for yourself? Come and see if Jesus doesn't know you completely and loves you anyway. Come and see if he doesn't satisfy the deepest hunger of your soul and will give you a source of fulfillment that you've been looking for in life. Just come and see if Jesus doesn't need you and your abilities to help him make this world better. Come and see and learn what God is really like, how he is a gift giver who wants to make life better for you. Come and see for yourself. Receive for yourself the water that will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Amen. Let us now worship God by giving. I realize it says grace like rain up there, but um, Kelly had decided Tuesday night at practice that we didn't need to do two amazing graces back-to-back as offertories, so we changed it up a little. How many times have I turned away The number is the same as the sand on the shore but every time you've taken me back now i pray you'll do it once more please take from me my life when i don't have the strength
I invite you to stand as we share together the Apostles' Creed and affirm our faith in God using these words. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence she shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What song do we have up there? Word of God? Is that what it says? We're not doing that. <laughs> you can tell we're really lost without Kelly up here. So uh, She does a lot for us. So we're going to do Take to the World. Um, I think we've done it enough where you might know the, the choruses to it and the verses to it. If not, listen through one time and then you can pick it up. Scott to the rescue. While he's finding it, yeah. let me say that every week now on the church website, which is greerchurch.com, you can go to the bulletin board button and go to um, find printed copies of recent sermons if you need something to go to sleep reading. Like you'd want to do that. Like you'd want to do that. <clears throat> well, you just never know. And, but you also, at the bottom of that page, it says MP3 recordings of our contemporary worship service. And the, the entire service is recorded and up there on the website now. Uh, it takes a few days for it to be processed, so you won't find today's service there probably today, but you will later on this week. Um, so I hope you'll check that out. Um, it, uh, we're, we appreciate these guys who've enabled that to happen so very much. Is it there? We don't have it. Sorry. Okay.
may you go forth in peace knowing that Jesus can satisfy the deepest hunger and thirst in our hearts and lives. And may you go forth to say to others around you, come and see for yourself and see that Jesus is the answer for so many questions in your life. Amen. Mother's brothers have joined being with you today. <laughs>